Hi, I'm Jeff, everybody. Merry Christmas from me to you. Really glad that you're here tonight. I was going to start my little talk here before we finish up on our worship. We've got candle lighting and, and, our, and our tradition of O Holy Night and Silent Night that we do every, every uh, Christmas Eve. And I was going to start my, my little talk uh, showing you a video clip, and then I didn't have a heart to do it because it was so difficult to watch. It was Jimmy Kimmel's gag that he does called, I Gave My Child a Terrible Present. Have you seen this? This is awful. It's so good. All right. I mean, it's so good. It's terrible. So here's what he does. He, he gets the key. He, he has parents send in videos, cell phone videos, where they get their kids and they say, okay, we, uh, we, you get to open a present two weeks early. And so then they get their kid like a gag gift, like something that's just awful. And then they videotape the child's reaction and then they upload it to uh, send it in to Kimmel. And, and then it gets shown on TV. And it is really funny to watch these kids, but heartbreaking, so that's why I didn't show it. To watch these kids be like, two weeks early, we get to open a present and they tear open this present. And then like the one that I, that I saw that cracked me up was like, there's a little boy and a little girl and they're sitting in front of the Christmas tree and mom and dad are like, yeah. And they're like, really? Can we really open it? And they're like, yeah, we can really open it. And the kids tear it open and the little girl got a half a dozen eggs like out of the fridge. Like, like a carton with half the egg is gone. And she's like, what? And the little boy opened it up and it's just like an Oscar Mayer, like wiener, like a hot dog, like a cold hot dog. And he's like, oh, and while he's like, what is this? The family dog comes and grabs it and runs out of the thing. <laughs> it was so funny, but not very nice. So, but Christmas, like bad uh, uh, gifts are, uh, are a Christmas tradition. I mean, that's what white elephant's all about, right? I mean, the white elephant... Tradition. I mean, the, the, the kind of the history of that thing is sort of funny. It's probably not true, but it's this idea that in Asia that, that some noble would give a, 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 a rare albino elephant to, uh, to probably his, his enemy. Because what do you do with an elephant? They just, they cost a lot. And it would just kind of like create financial ruin for this poor person that he had to take this, this elephant and feed it and care for it. And they were sort of seen as these noble beasts or, and they were respected so that the elephants couldn't work. Uh, and so they were just this thing that sat there and consumed uh, uh, every, so it, it was like a way to bring financial ruin to your enemy. That's what a white elephant gives, like the gift that keeps giving. That's like giving somebody a puppy for Christmas. You're like, that's going to ruin my life. Like, why would you Give me a puppy, you know, like the big bows that are on the cars and the Lexus and Mercedes commercials. Don't, don't you want a red bow on your car like Christmas? Like this is one of the things that's maybe on my bucket list. And then I realized that comes with like a $400 a month payment. Like that's not going to, like that's a white elephant gift, you know. And then I think about the traditions of the 12 days of Christmas. How did the gifts on the 12 days of Christmas become a thing? Like how did that become like this song that we sell? It's so funny when you stop and think about it, right? This is the lamest gifts ever. Like there's 12 something somethinging and like drummers or something. And then 11, do you know what they are even? They're piping and then there's leaping and then there's a whole bunch of birds. And in the middle, maybe you're going to get some jewelry, but otherwise it's stupid. <laughs> I'm kind of infamous a little bit for my bad gifts. I'm not a gift giver. It's not my love language. I love, I love your hugs. I love your words of affirmation. I love you to hang out with me. I'm not a good gift giver at all. I've given some bad gifts. Here's, here's a gift I got Linda one time that I haven't quite lived down. This is a, I got Linda a water ski one time. Some of you like water skiing and you're like, that's a pretty good gift actually. And I know, I know it's not romantic though. It's not something she, I, I'm a, I loved water skiing. I wanted her to enter into my world and, and maybe, maybe it didn't go over well because she was eight and a half months pregnant at the time. <laughs> Wasn't super thought out. And then I got her this one time too. Do you know what that is? Right? 
Who doesn't hate when your knives get dull? But man, that didn't go over well either. And Linda was super generous and gracious, but all of her friends and all of my relatives, all you all, were all like, seriously, why don't you just get her a vacuum cleaner? Which I did one time. So I don't, I'm not that good at gifts. It's not really a thing. But Christmas, the Christmas message, is overwhelmingly this idea, this positive message that God has given us the perfect gift. It's so fun to think about the metaphor of gifts because Christmas is this off-the-charts statement that God has sent the world the perfect gift. And it's perfect because he gave himself us. God has come in the flesh. The, the big fancy theological term is it's the incarnation. God has showed up in the form of a human being in order to be with us and to be for us. The text that we heard in the voiceover at the very beginning uh, from Isaiah 9, 6, it says very simply the beginning, for to us the child is born. And to us the son is given, it goes on to say. In other words, God has brought forth himself in the form of a human being in order to be among us. Hark the Herald Angels, which we sang before, it has this incredible, if you stop and look at the poetry of these, of these hymns and think about what, it, what it's uh, saying, the beginning of one of the verses is, um, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Isn't that beautiful? Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. For God has come, and this is what we celebrate at Christmas, to give us himself. God's arrived. He's arrived to be with us. He's arrived to be for us. He's arrived to be with us, and that's that idea of Emmanuel, and that's in other Christmas songs, that's in other Christmas uh, texts, that he will be called Emmanuel, which means, does anybody know? It means God with us. In fact, that Hark the Herald Angels verse goes on to say, pleased uh, with us in flesh to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Pleased with us in flesh to dwell. Jesus, our God with us. Here's something I just don't want us to forget around Christmas. It delights God that he came in order to be in relationship with us. He initiated an intimate walk with him. Isn't that great news? That's the perfect gift. God came to be with us. And he also came to be for us. The text that Ben read, that we celebrated, that the children were celebrating about the angels from Luke chapter 2, the angels said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy that today a Savior has been born. You see, God came to be for us as a Savior, to be a rescuer. He came to the earth in order to rescue us from sin and darkness and death and separation from God and to bring life as it was designed to be. Can you hear one more verse from the Hark the Herald Angels? Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man and women may no, may no more die. God came to rescue us. God came to be with us, and God came to save us, to be for us. And that's the good news of Christmas. That's what we celebrate. That's what this is all about, the good news of this perfect gift, all that we need. That's why we celebrated during Advent with the candles, the hope, the love, 
the joy and the peace that we need, God has brought. And then we get to be that for the world. Man, that's good news. And so it's up to us then in, the, in, the, in receiving this message to, to open our, our hands and to actually receive it. To receive what he has brought, this good news of a relationship and a salvation from Jesus. Now when it comes to considering opening yourself to receive from God, maybe you can relate a little bit to, to my friend Stephanie. She was a, a missionary in India for a year. And it's, as the year wore on, just the, the weight of the, of the, um, uh, the sickness and the poverty and the, um, the caste system and the food that was different than she was used to and the uh, over and over and over, she just got tiring for her to be there. And she was working with street kids in Calcutta and she had all this, these kids that were sort of her, you know, her, her little posse that she would run with every day and love and care for and be with. And one day these kids came up to her and she said a whole bunch, just a horde of boys came up and they all had their hands behind their backs and they said to her, you want, you want a present? And she said at that moment, somewhere in this journey of being worn down slowly but surely by all these boys who every time they had their hands behind their back, there was some nasty food that she didn't want to taste, some bug, some spider, some snake, some animal, something that was just going to be hard for her. And this had been a pretty hard experience. And so she, she remembers feeling like, oh my gosh, like, no, I don't want a present from you guys. And when she finally sort of mustered up her courage, she said, okay, knowing this was going to be awful because there was a whole bunch of them. The first kid brought from behind his back a garland of jasmine and came and placed it over her head and around her neck. And the fragrance just swelled into her, into her soul as she tells the story. And then the next kid from behind his back brought a garland of another fragrant flower and put it on her, her neck, and then another one, and then another kid, and then another one, and there are these waves of beauty that were placed on her shoulders. As she reflects on this story, she said, you know, that's my relationship with God. That if I'm really honest, I need those reminders that when God says, you want a present, it's going to be good, and it's going to be beautiful. And all of this exhaustion I have and all of the brokenness that I'm experiencing and all of the horrible things that are going on in this world, that's not what God brings. He brings beauty for ashes. He brings fragrance and gifts. Friends, that's Christmas for us. And we're given the gift of himself, of Jesus, to be with us and to be for us. And it's wave upon wave of his goodness. And so that's why we gather to remember that together because we need to remember it, don't we? That's why we gather every Sunday, by the way. We'd love to have you gather with us. It's, this, is a, this is a group of people who just want to remember how good God is and bring him to our world. So that's why we celebrate at Christmas these things. The Christ candle has been lit. And it, lit. it is a symbol that he has come, that everything we long for is found in him. And so tonight, as part of one of the traditions we do, that we have candles for you. Pastor Ben's going to come and help me, but we're going to light one another's candles. And friends, as we light one another's candles, as the light swells toward the back of the room, 
May it be a reminder. May it be what we need to remember. That our God says, I have a gift for you. And it's good. It's everything you need and everything you long for. And so as we pass the light of Christ from the front throughout the sanctuary, may we remember that Christ is the perfect gift and he's the answer. And let's remind one another of that good news. So I light the Christ from the Christ candle and we share it with one another. Let's stand together and worship as we pass the light.